Hey, it's that time again. You know what time it is, Mike? I sure do. Ah, okay. It's uh, News of the Squared. Woohoo! And uh, we thank you for being a part of the show about news you can use, news you can't, and anything else that is there to kind of make you laugh. Uh, but let's see what we have. Do we have any Florida men this week? Do we have Ohio things going on? I have no idea. We're, we're going to find out very, very quickly, especially as we have our New York correspondent, Scott. Scott! Who is going to be part of the show. Uh, Ivan is not with us uh, as he is uh, on special assignment. So he'll be back with us, I hope, next week. Yes. And uh, in the meantime, uh, do you want to start with, with where we want to go with this, or should I? You go ahead. Oh, well, in that case. Apparently, The Rock crashed a wedding with Danny DeVito. Uh, which, okay. Um, so apparently, The Rock and, and Danny DeVito were having a relaxing night and relaxing, not blah. Speaking is the problem today. They're relaxing. They were relaxing. They're having a relaxing night in Cabo San Lucas in Mexico when they decided to crash a wedding while on break for press interviews uh, for the film The Two Were Sipping Tequila Again when they announced that they were going to surprise the lucky bride and groom. Uh, this is a quote from The Rock. I've never crashed a wedding, but with DeVito, this was truly unforgettable, says The Rock. <laughs> Uh, captioned a video of the two singing songs together on Instagram on Sun, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, Johnson continued, we were sipping on a little tournament of tequila, enjoying the, the quiet sunset together in Mexico after a long week of Jumanji work when the idea hit. Crash the wedding. The famous duo arrived at the reception, surprising the guests and the newlyweds. They went on to sing a, a duet of unfor- Unforgettable. <laughs> Uh, more quotes from Johnson actually was quite beautiful and love and the love and mana in the room surrounding the wedding couple was so strong congratulations to the lovely bride Christine and her handsome group Will and their four children a beautiful family the Abbots aka the Brady Bunch Uh, in the video Johnson also gives some advice for the groom for a happy match five words that Danny Danny and I live by yes honey you're right the video agreed absolutely (laughs) Uh, CNN has the the video, and we have it up on our Squares page. Dude, why can't I ever be at stuff like this? Like, have you ever had a situation where, like, you were like something like this happened, where you like suddenly there was like a celebrity or something like this, where it was crazy like that? Has that no. ever happened where you didn't? <clears throat> One time, um, my parents were coming out of a Chicago restaurant, mm-hmm. and Richard Marks. I just walked out. Okay. Saw cele- we bumped into celebrities before. Like my sister right. once ran into Mike Ditka in line at a little joint somewhere. and uh, But no, never really. No. No wedding crashers. Well, I think we – I've done the, the Jesse Jackson story on the show, right? I, uh, I feel like I have. You'll have to refresh my memory. I ran into Jesse Jackson in the bathroom of the Sun-Times building and I wasn't sure that it was Jesse and I kept looking over and he's like, yeah, I am Jesse Jackson and I am peeing in the urinal right next to you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that happened when, I, when we used to work at radio 
down at the Sun Times building. I walked in, and the next thing I know, Jesse walks in, and I, I'm like, wait, is that Jesse Jackson? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I walked out of there, and then his giant bodyguard is there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, giant. I mean, this guy was huge, and it was funny because I mean, I think that guy would, I, that guy could have killed me. Uh, and I walked back into the studio, and I had friends of mine who were waiting for me, and I tell them this, and they none of them believe me. <laughs> none of, not one of them believes me. So I'm pissed because none of them believe me. They think I've made up. A and you story. have no proof, right? I have the proof. There are no smartphones back then. Right, they think I'm making up this. Well, okay, I'm not going to use a smartphone in the middle of the toilet either. Hmm. You know, but I'm like, so... You're I, an old selfie. <laughs> yeah, you're an old selfie. No, I don't think so. Uh, so as we're leaving the building and we're walking across the street uh, towards uh, House of Blues and the, and the Marina Towers, which is where I was parked, at their parking lot, we're across the way. What, what used to be, I, is it, I think it's still IBM Plaza. I don't know. Uh, but somebody somebody goes, hey, look, Jesse Jackson. And everybody turns around, and Jesse's, like, walking out the front of the Sun-Times building. And the guys I'm with turn around, and they're looking. And Jesse sees me, and he looks at me, he smiles, and he waves. Yeah. And they all look at me, and they're like, wait a minute, that yeah, story see? was real? See? I'm like, I told you it was real. There what you do go. you think I'm going to make stuff? I can't make anything up that good. Um in terms of weird surprising like this, I think the um, I saw Adam Sandler when he was here doing his HBO special with all the songs that he did and all that stuff, like the Hanukkah song and all that stuff like that. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, Chris Farley like just like falls practically onto the stage from the back. <laughs> and like all of a sudden Farley's in the middle of the stage. Like nobody was expecting that. Or um, the lat they were running. The other one was they were. I saw this uh, before. Went to Broadway. There's something called the Last Ship that was by, and the music was by Sting. So we were there for the last day before they they wrapped up. And at the end, when the cast comes onto the stage to sing at the end, out of the blue, Sting comes on stage and he's like, "Okay, do you mind if I like maybe sing a number with these guys?" And we're like, uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've seen that kind of stuff. But um, think about that. You're, you, you, think about it, Mike. It's like you're having a bachelor party or a wedding. It's like, and it gets crashed by The Rock and Danny DeVito. That's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I want to know who's saying which part of Unforgettable too. If you know what I mean. Well, it's well. It was after. I mean, it was just Nat King Cole. It's when Natalie sang with him. Where was the same? It's the same lyrics, pretty much. Right. But the point I'm getting is, I want to know who who sang which which piece. No. You know, I'm just curious. Like I said, or who harmonized and who sang? Right. 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 That's got to be freaky. All of a sudden, The Rock shows up. And Danny DeVito, because those. And by the way, not, not, not The Rock and like Kevin Hart, or not The Rock and like I don't know John Cena, you know, because Danny DeVito hanging out with The Rock that makes all the sense in the world, right? You know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we beat this to death. Okay. Mm. <laughs> what do you got from What do you got from Scott? Uh, apparently, a couple had an X-rated rush hour in the front of passengers at a Manhattan subway subway stop. <clears throat> seen by several people at the Bowling Green station. Cops are looking to lock up a man and woman who engaged in a sex act in front of passengers on a lower Manhattan subway station platform last month. The New York Police Department released November 30th images of the man involved in the... In the... Oof, that's a big word. Lascivious. <laughs> Lascivious. Uh, lewd. Display, which occurred at 9.30 a.m. on November 22nd at the Bowling Green Station. Several people were waiting for the 4 or 5 train on the platform, observed the couple engaging what law enforcement sources described as oral stimulation. The two suspects fled from the location before police arrived. Uh, cops described the male suspect having brown eyes weighing about 200 pounds. No physical description offered for the woman involved in the illicit caper. But if you have information regarding this, you can call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. Or visit the Crime Stoppers website and leave a direct message on Twitter at NYPDTIPS. In case you know who is leaving, doing this crazy stuff uh, at the, yeah, that's, that's, wow. Dude's wearing a trench coat and he's, uh. He's got, he's like holding papers in his left hand and the right hand is kind of like holding, like holding maybe a, a person's head at waist level. So we kind of know what's going on there. So yeah, that's, I guess that happened. So congratulations. And I hope, uh, hope you don't get caught and, uh, yeah, just, uh, congratulations. <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, people, people gotta do what they gotta do. And people are into that public stuff. You know, they, they, that's the the danger mm-hmm. like well as though the the just the thrill of try almost getting caught and not quite yeah like well, some that, people that's who part of it. Are like I in mean, the mile high club people want like you know like want to do the nasty on an airplane like a long like overnight flight where they can throw the blankets over themselves and kind of like you know get a little nookie because you could take that cookie and stick it up your number oh yes Sorry, I, I, someone actually was quoting Limp Biscuit over the weekend, and I'm like, "Oh, good lord, Biscuit. that'll be in my head forever." The Limp Biscuit CD that was still in my oh, CD player oh. in my ni- in the '90s. Oh yes, give me something to break. <laughs> I should I should make fun. That guy probably had a lot of like. See, here's the question: Why is Nickelback make get fun of, but not Fred Durst? Mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit. Seriously, that Limp Bizkit almost is... Because we're almost to that point where the 90s is starting to be cool again. Yeah, except for not for Nickelback. Well, was it, no, Nickelback was the 2000s. That Nickelback was the 2000s. All I remember is that song from the Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's right. The Tobey Maguire one, not the... Right, right. No, yeah. that but that's not even Nickelback. That's just Trag Kroger and yeah. that other guy. Yeah. Um, all right. I remember, it was funny you said, you mentioned that they um they I can't remember if it was the other guy or Chad Kroger they brought in to Howard Stern and they had the American Idol judges there and they wanted him they wanted to judge him on they wanted to judge this guy and his talent and they didn't know who it, it was the actual guy 
They're like, oh yeah, we don't think you have rock star potential. They're like, uh, this is the actual guy <laughs> who sang the song. Who actually sang the song, and they're like, who made it famous. And it, and it was like, I think Simon was a little pissed, but <laughs> yeah. Uh... Right. What you got next, Jeff? Well, are uh, are you looking to make sure that you get a full course dinner for Christmas this year? Mike. Well, well, I'm sure, of course. We had we just had Thanksgiving, and that was great. Are, are you looking for it to be economical? Uh, I guess. Are you sure. looking for it to be compact? <laughs> okay. I, I, I hear a sales pitch coming. Well, you can get a full course Christmas dinner in one can. Oof. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a product called called Christmas Tinner. Uh, it is an indulging dinner spread. Uh, it's a company called the called Game. Uh, it's in one can, and uh, the it's a nine layer meal. Uh, everything you need for the traditional Christmas dinner, including dessert. It starts with a scrambled egg and bacon, which I don't understand why that is. What you need breakfast it's or something? Christmas breakfast before you open okay. presents. Then, then it moves down to two mince pies, uh, turkey and potatoes, gravy, bread sauce, cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts with stuffing or broccoli with stuffing, roast carrots, parsnips, and to complete the meal, Christmas pudding. There's a picture of what it looks like when it comes out of the can on the squares page. This is disgusting. (laughs) Of course. This is seriously disgusting. It sounds disgusting. Oh, my God. Um, So, you know, um, here's the question. Where do you... Okay, stop. We're at time for a field trip, Mike. (laughs) Time for a field trip. Where do you buy this stuff? Exactly. Time for a field trip or something called the game. Okay. Well, that's great. When I went to go through, when I went to go there, it says dangerous website page blocked. Okay. Well, that that's that's always fun. Uh, let's try this. Is this one gonna work? No. This is equally weird. Um. These pages are equally weird. Uh, let's see if I can try to find it elsewhere. It's on Amazon. <laughs> you can buy the can of Christmas dinner on Amazon. Shop dinner on... Wait, hold on. Is this the right thing? Tell me it's not really on Amazon. Oh, now it's tins. That's not the right... Once again, Google's not my friend. Uh, where do you buy it? I don't know. It doesn't show where you buy it. Uh, now there's one here that says it's a hoax. Oh. That's too bad. Ugh. It is disgusting. That is disgusting as hell. You yeah. know somebody would buy it, though. Of course they would. I mean, people buy the, like the Swanson dinner people are gonna buy this thing yeah i used to like the swanson when we had the tv dinners i remember having the tv dinners in the metal tray yeah okay on the card table and then you yep on the tv tray actually yeah 
back when we had three channels and you had to get up and change the station. That's right, Dagnabbit. <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah. Scrambled egg. Why would you put scrambled egg? That doesn't make sense. Get a, Why would you want broccoli? Eggs and bacon. Do you need Christmas breakfast before you this thing looks open the disgusting. presents? Looks like a big giant turd that you. I've just. I just. Seems like this cylinder of multicolored layers and discs just stacked on top of each other. Yeah, of crud. Yeah, yeah. It's like a giant layer of crud. I don't know. It's funny. Would you try one bite of Christmas dinner? The two choices are I'm sorry, are you crazy? Maybe just one bite. I'm with I'm sorry, are you crazy? I need uh, someone to pay me. Yeah, yeah. Or have uh, have an ambulance on standby. Okay, what what else what else we got? Hey, uh, this from from CNN. A Friday night at the movies ended abruptly when urine samples labeled "highly contagious" were delivered to the wrong address. <laughs> A package marked "highly contagious no. human substance" oh, arrived boy. at the North Bend Theater in North Bend, Washington, according to Eastside professional firefighters who responded. Authorities evacuated the theater and closed nearby streets. According to CNN affiliate KOMO, uh, the manager was also taken to the hospital as a precaution because I guess he handled the package. Uh, mm-hmm, you know yeah, I was going to be worried when you handle packages when you're yeah. in About an hour after the theater was cleared out, the substance was determined to be urine samples and was disposed. All is well, the theater wrote on its website. There was no danger. We will be open as usual on Saturday to show Frozen 2. They were flush in the situation. Frozen urine samples, maybe. Oh, yeah. Elsa didn't, didn't uh, freeze the urine. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, somebody did, and then they let it go to the wrong address. Turns out the package was meant for a medical clinic in Tacoma, about 45 miles away. 45 miles away. How did they away? mess that that up? You know, it's not that hard. If you All you has to happen is you screw up, you, you know, something gets mislabeled or oh, um, a... Um, a zip code. It doesn't say who what, what the carrier was, whether it was UPS or U.S. Postal. But, I mean, it's uh-huh. written on the thing. I mean, I know the drivers are just scanning barcodes and off they go. And this is Thanksgiving right. weekend, so drivers don't care. They're just throwing them. Well, uh, the other thing is, too, is like like I, you know, you know, having dealt with some of this stuff where – you know, you're, you're working with a you, – you've got a product that you're doing for somebody and somebody's shipping it. And the last two numbers of the zip code when they go to print the label get, you know, reversed. And suddenly yeah. your or the zip code gets – Yeah, the numbers of the zip code get transposed and so they get a, a close approximation. It could be like Elm Street or something like that. Well, so. it's not even that. The problem is, is they don't even – they, they look at the zip code more than they look at the address. They don't sit there and go, wait a minute. They already send it all the way there, and then they... So stupid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't make me talk so about it. So if it like, was UPS, and UPS is like the worst customer service. Right. Like, oh, no. I, it's like yeah. such FedEx a minotaur is, maze. FedEx is not that much better. If you really want the worst, DHL. Really? DHL does not care. Hmm. They do at least in the states, they do not care. See, I've rarely had packages sent DHL. I've had bad experiences with the U.S. Postal as far as packages go. Oh yeah, but UPS, I've been very lucky with the UPS packages. Yeah, well, I, I, 
No, well, because I had to deal with some stuff that was over from overseas once in a while. I'll never forget. Oh, that's... I'm working. I'm working a little bit late on a Friday night, and we had been expecting packages early in the morning from overseas from China, and literally, it's like seven o'clock on a Friday night in the middle of the summer, and I just happened to be there working on something, and the doors are locked to the building, and I hear this banging. And the guy's and the person's just not stopping. And I finally go and look over there. It's the DHL guy <laughs> at seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, all right, seven p.m. on a Friday. On a Friday night, I'm like, all right, meet me over around around where the loading dock is. I didn't even. I mean, I'm just like, oh. I pull. I'm like, dude, it's Friday night at seven o'clock. You're lucky I'm even here. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean, whatever? He's like, he's like, we're understaffed. I'm doing whatever. This company's going right. to go down. If they fire me, so be it. You can go complain. Nobody's going to care. I'm like, okay. Well, wow. There you go. And there what, you go. what was your name again? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can call my supervisor. He doesn't give a shit. I'm like, okay. All right. But you're trying you to deliver know. to a, a business. And that's now after business hours. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. The, and yeah, we hear the stories about because my uh, workplace, we have packages going in and out all the time. Yeah. And um, we're UPS drop off. And mm-hmm. now it's to the point where we're not going to see even UPS trucks. They rent out the extra vehicles so they can train people to run these extra routes yeah. to pick up and drop off all this multitude of extra packages. Mm hmm. It's like you look at the Black Friday numbers, they hit a record, but brick and mortar stores are down because more and more people are just buying off the internet. So anyway. Yeah, well, so yeah, so there's to the point where it's apathy with the drivers and they just they they're just moving product and some don't care. So that's how you get that's well, how you get urine samples at a theater, boys and yeah. girls. Well the other part is is that then it comes down to see it it all comes down to percentages. What percentage what percent? Okay, three percent of packages are a problem. Okay, great. And so, so yeah, we got it down to two point eight percent instead. Yeah, right. Well, the point the point being is okay. Three percent is it? You know, the point being is okay. Three percent is an acceptable amount. Yeah, you you get the idea. Yeah, acceptable is, losses. Right. So the problem becomes, you are a small number in that statistic. Depending on how much, what your package is, and how much, and what your, I mean, yeah. I, I've heard stories. I mean, yeah, you know, I think I think I've mentioned once before that, and this isn't UPS or FedEx, but I I had a I had a, a fellow coworker who told me a story about where he was working with a client, and they were shipping millions of dollars of product from overseas by boat. And the boat sank. Yeah, there was that happened earlier this week. Apparently, um, oh, this uh, wasn't this week. It was just in general. The boat sank. No, yeah, well, there's a cargo carrier where thirteen thousand sheep drowned because the boat capsized. Right. Well, or hmm. like there was there was this, there was like one of my coworkers. It's like okay, there was something on a U. There was something on a FedEx on a FedEx rig. Okay, like one of those big eighteen wheeler FedEx trucks. Right. Okay, got into an accident. Mm-hmm. Sure, you want you hope the driver's okay. You know what their real thought is? Where's my shit? 
Yeah. Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Please tell me that it didn't get trashed. And now I have to go talk to the client. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, the logistics are crazy. I, I, I was doing something once for Sotheby's auction house and I was getting stuff shipped over from, from, uh, from China. And, um, it got stuck in Alaska cause there had been a volcano and because of the volcanic ash, they couldn't fly. Jeez. So the guy from Sotheby's calls me up and he's like, Mike, he's like, he's like, you better have a damn good reason why this stuff isn't here. And I'm like, volcano. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Actually. Well, it was really funny because he's like, what? <laughs> volcano. I said it exactly as matter of factly as I just said to you because there's nothing else I can say. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean volcano?" I'm like, "Well, you know how they had that volcano? Yeah. You know how there's all that ash flying around? Yeah. You know how planes can't fly? Mm-hmm. You're stuck. In, your stuff is stuck in Alaska." <laughs> I'm like, "As soon as it's cleared, it's coming to you." Yeah. And as soon as the volcano says it's yeah. okay to fly. Well, as soon as the ash clears the sky yeah, so we right. can fly again, it'll be there. Trust me, there was a lot. It was like a big deal, too. Yeah. And it was funny because there's a pause on the phone for a while. He's like, volcano. okay, volcano. <laughs> All right. You get it here as soon as possible. Not a problem. You have a great day. Did this stuff arrive in time? Oh, well, yeah. I okay. mean, it's just, what are you going to do? It's a freaking volcano. Yeah. You can't. That's why I always used to. It's like I had clients who were like, "Can you, you need to give me a hundred percent guarantee that my stuff will be there on time?" Can't do it. What do you mean? What do you mean you won't guarantee? Because I'm not the one delivering it. And that's what no one ever understands. It's like you want me to give you a hundred percent guarantee on things that there are some things that are simply just out of my control. You're like, yeah, well, like we're not talking about that. I'm like, yes, like, you are, because when it happens. You're going to be upset. Plate tectonics are out of my control. Okay. If it's raining. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. If you're with UPS or FedEx, if you're doing UPS or FedEx, everything gets shipped to their hubs in, in Memphis and Louisville. Okay. God forbid there's bad weather in Memphis or Louisville. Okay. God forbid. Because if you have bad weather in Memphis and Louisville, your shit's not getting out. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what it is, everything goes there. Right. Even your packages, if they have to go two blocks, guess what? They're going. They go to the hub. They yeah. still go to the hub, and yeah. then they come back. Because right. it's more cost effective from from a processing point of view. So anyway, yeah. And, so like I hope I you're. Said, I just it's it's crazy. Oh, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. I hope your I packages arrive safe and sound this holiday season. Yeah. Well, really. now that we flushed that. Early. Yes. Um, you know, shit happens. Um, yes. Urine um, happens too. Yeah, that too. Okay, so this story is apparently from about Yellowstone National Park. This happened apparently back in, this is a story from back in August apparently. Uh, a tourist in the Yellowstone National Park filled, uh, filled out a, uh, I can't say this name, a parks and, a parks and, resort visitor comment sheet to complain that the bears in the park are not trained to appear to to appear for park visitors. Oh. Look. They didn't dance or juggle or anything. <laughs> uh 
So one of the employees from the Yellowstone National Park posted it to her Facebook page. Someone in real life left this complaint. I'm dying. <laughs> uh, and so it's up on the page. You can go and look at the article and you can see the actual uh, you can see the actual note. And here's what it says. Our visit was wonderful, but we never saw any bears. Please train your bears to be where guests can see them. This was an expensive <laughs> trip to not get to see the bears. We didn't see any bears. I want pictures of Spider-Man. You should go to the soldier field. You'll see all the bears you want, even the bad ones. Yes. Um, even the injured ones. Yeah, even the injured ones. Uh, just don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> not a zoo? It's not a zoo. It's not a carnival. It's not. <laughs> Good They weren't Lord. balancing, like, on a ball. Yeah, really. It's like, okay... By the way, oh, so on top of it in this article, it talks about here's what experts say to do if you encounter a grizzly. If you encounter a grizzly, do not run. Really? Avoid direct eye contact. Okay. Walk away slowly if the bear is not approaching. Are you kidding? Well, yeah. The bear tried to stand your ground. You cannot outrun it. Don't scream or yell. You have paper, pepper spray. Use it. Okay. You're going to be dead. You're going to be a freaking steak is what you're going to be. Um, anyway, but yeah, I kind of thought it was funny. Uh, okay. They were not available. Sorry, the bears were. The bears are just untrained. Yeah. Well, you almost you think know. they're wild animals, almost. Yeah, you would think that, you know, almost. how dare they not show up in the middle of Yellowstone Park. Where they're... Maybe the bears know that not to watch the Irishman on, on a phone. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. What else you got? I only got one more story, speaking of shit happening. Mm. This, this one from WINS Radio 1010. It's from mm-hmm. Scott. Scott! You can't even walk in there. It smells so bad. Sewer blockage pushes raw waste into hundreds of homes in Queens. Oh. A blocked sewer main. What? When would this happen? This is from, well, this is from yesterday. Oh, really? Uh, wow. A blocked, uh, or Sunday, the first. A blocked sewer main flooded basements Saturday with brown filth and left residents in the neighborhood near Kennedy Airport feeling sickened by the stench. It's raw sewage, one lady showed us pictures. She had worms coming up through her bathtub. The stench is unbelievable. Oh, my God, no. Although the Department of Environmental Protection has not... Hey, Mike, defini- I have a question. Yes. Raw sewage and raw stench, and it smells bad? Yeah. Isn't that just New York anyway? Oh, hey, wow. Yeah, I know, shots fired. Yes. <laughs> okay, keep going. Although the Department of Environmental Protection, it's not the EPA, it's the Department of Environmental Protection, or DEP, not Johnny Depp, though, Mm. has not definitively declared the cause. They are looking at congealed house grease as a possible cause of the sewage backup that pushed human waste into about 300 homes on or near Inwood Street in Jamaica and Queens. Wait, what is congealed house waste? Congealed house grease. Oh, grease. What's house grease? Like bacon grease, probably. People pouring grease down the drain. Maybe oh, like soap wow. scum. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Officials say that cooking grease has been poured down the drain, tends to congeal into big masses that slow or stop the flow of sewage, leaving it no place to go but back up the pipes. 
In some places around the world, the grease balls have gotten so enormous they've been described as fatbergs. Because it's okay. fatty tissue and it's Got like it. an iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. This time of year, we get a lot of grease blockages in sewers from residents that discharge grease, City Environmental Protection Chief Vincent Sapienza told reporters. Yep, they're from Queens. We're under the assumption that it's that. Cynthia McKenzie said she woke up around 3 a.m. to an odor she thought was a gas leak, only to realize that sewage water was rushing into her basement. As the water level rose, McKenzie said she raced to move furniture and other belongings, but some electronics couldn't be saved. I refuse to blame Bacon for this problem. I refuse to believe that this was a problem because Mayor Bill de Blasio says crews were making repairs and bringing in pumping equipment to clear up the mess. The city's water agency says drinking water is safe and unaffected, but de Blasio advised residents to reduce usage to cut down on water going into the blocked main. That's what a way to celebrate Thanksgiving. I guess. De Blasio said the city is working to provide hotel rooms to anyone who is unable to return home. Here's an idea. Clean your your pipes. Don't pour grease down your pipes. Got two. But the thing is, well, what are you going to do with it? Just pour it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the garbage, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Or go get a plumber. Snake your drain. I don't know. Pour down. um, We have a stuff that's pretty good at... uh, Clocking drain, unclocking drains. Right. Um, de Blasio said, American Red Cross and city emergency management representatives are at the scene to help families displaced by the sewer backup. City opened a service center for affected residents at a nearby public school. I just, I just want to be clear. This is not Bacon's fault. No, I, I, I agree. We cannot fault. lay the blame on Bacon. It's no. just the, the people who wield the bacon. Mm-hmm. It's the people who bore, pour the great the grease down the drains. That's bad. Right. right. That's your fault. Do not blame the bacon. Do not blame the bacon. No. That this is not a you know, this is not a bacon problem. This is a human problem. Yeah. Um, so apparently, um, they're uh, according to this headline, Bill, the Tinder profile we've been waiting for. Uh, Tinder is the home of many wins, fall, fails, horrifically awkward conversations, insane pickup lines, and phenomenal puns. Sometimes we come across joke profiles that make the app shine. Bill is a strong, is strong, sexy, and knows what he wants. This even includes some brief conversations from Bill himself. Um, hmm. The picture of Bill. Go ahead if you can find it on this first page. This is this is great. Bill is, is, to give people an idea, Bill is, is, is 69, uh, handyman, lives in Mount Washing, Washing all capitalized, uh, less, and it says less than a mile away here. here here's, here's his, here's his, uh, here's his, uh, his profile, here's his, his profile blurb. I'm a single, attractive, attractive spelled A- T-R-A-C-T-I-V-E. Man, looking for a woman to cook me supper. I ain't got time for no games because I work. I only have time for hanky-panky, okay? The woman I choose must be fiscally fit, too. Physically. No, no. Fiscally fit. That's Phys- what he's not got physically. Right. 
Well, he meant physically fit, yeah. but it says fiscally fit. <laughs> it quote, and here's the co- and then there's the comma, because I'm pretty much a, Cl- a Clydesdale. Clydesdale spelled C L I D E S D A L E. Okay. I don't want kids, so don't be asking me to make you a baby carrot. Macaroni, spelled incorrectly, and cheese is my favorite food, <laughs> but not craft, okay? That's fun. I have a LeBaron, and Hall & Oates makes good music. <laughs> uh, Bill's profile pictures are... Balding guy with glasses. It looks like the mustache is drawn on with like a... Like a eyeliner pencil. The clothes are classic. It's like really... You get the idea. Some of these pictures are awesome. He's got a pose where he's like showing his booty and these bad jeans. <laughs> you, you get the whole, you get the picture. Uh, he's got a shirt where he's wearing a t-shirt where it says, I love my wiener. And there's a dog there. Um, so here's some of the, here's the reason we, I pulled this one. Um, there, so here's some of the responses that Bill got. You are one sexy MF or Bill. Here's Bill's response. Look, Tracy, I'm not some sex object that you can show off to your friends. You can't cook supper. Don't come come at me trying to get me to sex you up. I'm a traditional, spelled wrong, man, okay? Do you like macaroni, macaroni spelled wrong, and cheese? Question mark. Also, do you agree that Steve Perry has the voice of an angle? A-N-G-I-L, question mark, thanks. I'm getting the impression that this might be a fake Tinder profile. Oh, it's definitely fake. <laughs> it's definitely fake. But what's funny is this guy is really whoever's writing this profile is really going for it. Yes. Um, here's the next. He says two. He's got two other things. He has two other lines in here for this person. Your profile says left leaning. Is one of your legs shorter than the other? That's gross. Half the poop. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's this. This is okay. Here's another one from somebody. He's with somebody talking to somebody else named Lauren. Trying, stop trying to sex with me, Lauren. I'm not some sex object, okay? She's like, I'm sorry, Bill. It won't happen again. Okay, okay, Lauren. I'm looking for supper cooking woman, okay? I cook dinner very well. Macaroni spelled wrong. Cheese? Yeah, but not craft. His next count is fuck craft. Do you like calling oats? <laughs> he goes. She goes never. She says never of I Y. I don't know what I Y is. It's, um, then his next comment is Lord, Lord. This isn't starting out good. My God. <laughs> These are just a couple of the examples. So Bill, Bill, you're my hero. I mean, this sounds like fun. This sounds like something we should do and just create something like this for the squares thing for the squares and do this just for the show for a while. Well, like, Ivan's got a girlfriend, so I guess it'll have to be either you and me. To... No, well, no, I, that's not a real one. We should do okay. one just as like a joke thing and start answering. Oh. Things. Have fun with it. Uh, all right. I have a few more. Okay. This one. Okay. So this one was the one I really wanted to talk about this week. 
Wellness fanatics are butt-chugging sunlight in order to acquire energy. What? what? Huh? How, how does one do that? Oh, well, we'll get to that. Uh, last year, we thought we had to we hit the peak wellness guru when prominent when a prominent pay, uh, prominent uh, proponent of the paleo diet told hundreds of thousands of followers to start that staring into the sun is one of the best forms of free medicine rather than something that can make you go blind. And, in, and Instagram influencers were inst- blah, Instagram influencers were advocating the Brithian diet, but we were wrong. Peak wellness culture has a new viral Instagram post for us. And it has a new Instagram post. It has informed us is butt chugging sunlight to gain energy. Uh, the Instagrammer who goes by the name of metaphysical Megan describes herself as an Ascension way shower. I don't even know what that is. Mystic mermaid. That's a band. I think I saw once Uh healer teacher and reverse aging adept caused a stir on the internet when she uploaded a post of herself stretching naked in the sunlight in a pose reminiscent of a particularly stressful genealogical exam that took place some, on some sort of nature trail. <laughs> Apparently, she was practicing the ancient art of perineum sunning. So here's the deal. The picture is here. Okay? She's literally buck naked on a rock. She's got her hands on her feet in, like, on her, and she's like laying on her back. She's got her hands like up, practically up, practically near her head. Okay, mooning the sun. Pretty much mooning the sun, <laughs> like trying to like, like aim it to where the sun goes through her booty. <clears throat> uh, for, here's a quote from her: For the past few weeks, I have been in, I have been sunning my bum and yoni in my daily rising routine. Uh, many of you have been asking about the benefits of the practice. 30 seconds of sunlight in your butthole is equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on. Wow. That's pretty potent. Claiming that the ancient ancient Taoist practice has been a while, she lists the benefits she has already personally experienced, including energy surges, better sleep, better connection to her sexual energy, more creativity and attract and quote attracting soul tribe and people who are of the same frequency and wavelength as me. You mean the other butt chuggers? I mean while Is you're that what we're um, talking about? while you're you're getting sunburned on your ass cheeks. And apparently your uh, your privates. Uh, on the list of extraordinary claims that require extraordinary evidence. Quote, the butthole absorbs creativity from the sun. <laughs> it's up there with the Indian army claiming to find evidence of a Yeti. Mm. Uh, people out there are not thoroughly, thankfully not entirely convinced. Um, wow. Okay, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck find with it. that. You know what? She needs to go to Yellowstone. Those people, there you go. Forget the bears. We need to have people lying around on rocks, butt-chugging sunlight so people can see them. You don't need to see the bears. You need to see that. 
We didn't see bears, but we saw that. Here we see the butt chuggers in their natural habitat. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, maybe if they had done that, they wouldn't have had those problems in Queens. That's right. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, this one is one you put in here, Mike. All right, all right. Do you want me, do you want me to read this, or do you want to... No, this you go ahead. Go ahead. Lake in McHenry County scanner. I didn't even know there was a Lake in McHenry County scanner. Uh, retail thefts. So this happened over the weekend. Uh, retail well, theft sub- suspects flee police and Deer Park crash into a squad car and other vehicles. <laughs> uh, three Chicago women, including one who was wanted for several retail thefts after charges after they led the police on a vehicle pursuit. From Deer Park, striking three vehicles in a police car during the chase. Uh, two Lake County Sheriff's Department's deputies on patrol in the retail shopping area uh, of Long Grove and Deer Park spotted a stolen vehicle drive by them in the parking lot. Uh, last Friday, uh, they recognized the occupants of the white Chevrolet Impala. Because that's not a car that anybody would sit there and go ding, ding, ding. Uh, they attempted to conduct a traffic stop of the vehicle, uh, but uh, they disregarded police and fled southbound. And uh, she struck three vehicles in the sheriff's car. Um, I think that you get a free Big Mac for that, don't you? Or a free Popeye's chicken sandwich. Or something like that. Or maybe you butt chug the sun. I have no idea. Uh, here's the best part. Once on 53, she drove into the ditch... And the three occupants fled the vehicle. Uh, one of them was quickly taken to the custody because that's a smart idea. Let's flee the vehicle in the middle of like a highway. Well, you're in the ditch. Yeah, so. you're in the ditch. Well, you're in the middle of the. Um. Oh, one of them had arrest warrants for Kane County, Skokie, Skokie. That's right here. We got problems now. Uh, Lake County, Arlington Heights, Cook County for shoplifting. Retail theft, aggravated assault, aggravated battery charges. Well, really, in reality, just being freaking stupid. Um, don't crash it in the police car. That's probably I a bad the, idea. I love it that the driver was tased. Does it say the Wait, where does it say that? Oh, here. The plane taser on the woman. Okay. <laughs> good Lord. Stop. Oh, good Lord. You'll be tased. Oh, boy. Yeah. Crime doesn't pay. Yeah, good good, good idea to do it in the most busiest holiday weekend when all the cops are out. Good idea. Another reason why I won't go yeah. out doing the big stores. You're better off butt-chucking sunlight. That's right. Uh, if you want, if you listen to the Squares of the Roundtable show, by now you're aware of the fact that Pete Davidson sends fans an NDA of a $1 million five out of his comedy show. Uh, you can hear more about that there. You can check it out on the Squares page. And whatever you do, don't butt chug during his uh, yeah, sunlight seriously. during his show. No, that could be funny. Hmm. And finally, finally, our last story of the day, apparently. Uh, I can't even believe I'm going to read this. Brazil's president claims Leonardo DiCaprio is responsible for Amazon rainforest fires. Yeah, he's like... A cartoon supervillain level Good actor. Good lord. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. The Aviator. Yeah, the Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Catch President me of Brazil. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio? 
That's from like the uh, what was that? The Wolves of Wall Street. Please. Yeah, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Bad dudes. That, that, yeah, exactly. So apparently, uh, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. Oh, I'm not going to get this name right. <laughs> the Brazilian president <laughs> said, "Quote." Leonardo DiCaprio is a cool guy, right? Giving money to torch the Amazon, he told supporters in the capital city of Brasilia. Without offering evidence for the claim, the remark was follow, followed a similar accusation on Facebook Live broadcast in which he named the actor as part of an international campaign against Brazil. Here's a great quote. Leonardo DiCaprio, damn it, you're collaborating with burning of the, of the Amazon. Hmm. Uh, he seems to be accusing uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sorry, I forgot about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I never uh, saw that movie. Um, I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's not... just come out on digital now. Yeah, it's just out on digital. It's the one he did with Brad Pitt yeah, yeah. and Tarantino. Um, he, he's accusing him, he's accusing DiCaprio of funding nonprofit groups allegedly responsible for the fires in a Facebook Live broadcast. Uh, he also accused the conservation organization, the World Wildlife Fund, of paying the WWF. Fire. Yeah, WWF. <laughs> they even have wrestlers too. Those bears and, are trained in a yeah, WWF. Yeah, those bears are trained to use steel chairs because <laughs> they know how to butt chug sunlight too. Bears, they see now that's really some. What if you could train bears to butt chug sunlight? There you go. Now that's see. Now those people have a point. We need bears at Yellowstone who can butt chug sunlight. So anyway, apparently the World Wildlife Federation, aka the WWF, not to be confused with the WWE that used to be the WWF. <laughs> um, that's a long story too. Uh, has denied receiving such a donation uh, or obtaining such pictures. Uh, apparently, DiCaprio responded to this. While we're while worthy of support, we do not fund or the organizations targeted. I remain committed to supporting the Brazilian indigenous communities, local government scientists, educators, and general public who are working tirelessly tirelessly to secure the Amazon for for the future of all Brazilians. Wow, is he running for office? I guess. Jeez. Maybe he's, uh, he wants de Blasio's job so long as nobody pours grease down the drain. Yeah, seriously, Leonardo for president of Brazil, I'd move. Well, maybe not. I don't think I'd I move. hear they have I've good heard. waxes there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I bet you could butt chug sunlight awesome there. It's closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. yeah you get a lot of butt chugging there. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, apparently... apparently uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is public enemy number one. Meanwhile, while Danny DeVito and The Rock are having a great old time at some wedding in Mexico, Leonardo DiCaprio is busy being public enemy public number enemy one number, yeah. in Brazil. Well, maybe if he crashed a wedding, he'd get a little better PR. Yeah, seriously. Maybe he needs to hang out with, with DeVito and, and, uh, and The Rock. By the way, why does everyone want Danny DeVito to be Wolverine? Because <laughs> he's a short little guy. Is that really the rationale? Because, I mean, other than yeah, Wolverine's thing, a short little guy. Is it? A, it's a joke thing, right? Yes, I assume yes, it's obviously. a joke thing. Yeah. It's like, this has gone too far. He's obviously too old to be Wolverine, obviously. I mean, like, 
Why? <laughs> There's lots of short guys. Kevin Hart's short. We don't see anybody putting saying, hey, Kevin Hart to be Wolverine. But could Kevin Hart play a Canadian? A? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, I, I guess that answers I my like question. I, I like hockey. I don't know. <laughs> Michael J. Fox rules. I, you know, uh, Bieber. Go Bieber. I, I, you know, don't you know? There you go. Isn't that all a? you need to do? I mean, that's that's about Hoser. it, right? What is that petition up to? Danny DeVito Wolverine. Well, it's not going to happen. I don't think. Well, yeah, there's a lot. Kevin Feige's known, not known for bad casting. Yeah. Okay, according to the... This is from when... Okay, this was back in May. Back in May, they were getting 16,000 fans to petition for the comedian to star of the rumored Rexman reboot. <laughs> 16,000 have nothing better to do in their lives. They should go butt chug sunlight or something. That's right. Seriously. Thank you for chugging along with us this week. Yeah, if you want to chug along, give us better stories and maybe eat your, your dinner in a can. How do they do that? Mm. Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. Click the bell. Subscribe. Mm. We're on Facebook. You get these crazy stories and all the visuals that come with it, especially the uh, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, setting yeah. fire to the rainforest, apparently. Well, I don't know about that, but he does look like a supervillain in that picture. Shout out to Scott. Scott! Our news correspondent for News of the Squared. We appreciate you. Shout out to Ivan. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, Ivan on special assignment. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, Apple, Google. Leave us a review. We'd appreciate Please. it very, very much. Email us at sotrtpodcast at gmail.com. Take it easy, Jeff. Yep, Mike, we, we've gotten through another week. and, and uh, We chugged one, through. We chugged through. Yeah, we chugged through. Uh, if you'll forgive me now. I'm going to go get my tinner and and I want to eat that while I sing Unforgettable along with Danny DeVito and The Rock and try to figure out how I can make the president of Brazil pissed off at me while butt-chugging sunlight. So I will, uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs>